up, guys? Welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. The penultimate episode. Penultimate. You know what that means? Next to last. Thanks, Lemony Snicket. Um, as a little boy, I loved reading the A Series of Unfortunate Events books. Um, and basically what we're talking about today is that uh, for four of the teams that we're going to be considering it is just a series of unfortunate events for them. And so we are talking about the AFC and NFC West. I think in order for you to truly grasp where I'm at with this, I need you to really think about how bad the Cardinals were with Kyler Murray. I need you to think about how bad the Rams were with Matthew Stafford. Let's begin. I have the Arizona Cardinals as the worst team in football. Um, I, I, I genuinely think you can make the argument that this team could go winless. Um, I don't want that to happen to them because I think the Cardinals are a decent team. But I, I mean, looking at their schedule... I see, you know, one winnable game for them. And even that one's a stretch. So, in week one, they play the Commanders in Washington. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a win for them. In week two, three, and four, and five, they play playoff teams from last year. The Giants, the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Bengals. All of those are losses. So they're 0 and 5. Well, they're actually, you know, 0 and 6 because they lose to the Rams, 0 and 7 when they lose to the Seahawks, 0 and 8 when they lose to the Ravens, 0 and 9 when they lose to the Browns, 0 and 10 when they lose to the Falcons, 0 and 11 when they lose to the Texans and finally the streak ends in week 12 when they beat the Rams. And they don't win another game all season. The Steelers beat them in week 13. They go on a bye week. And they drop weeks 15 through 18 against the Niners, the Bears, the Eagles, and the Seahawks. Putting the Arizona Cardinals at 1-16. Now again, remember, we're talking about teams as if the game started next week. Kyler Murray wouldn't be playing. What would it be, Clayton Toon? Colt McCoy? You think Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon are going to march out onto the field and beat seven or eight of these teams? I don't. I don't know that Kyler Murray would. And here's the rub. Monica and I had talked about this, and Monica had stated at first, before we got more information, that like, wow, Kyler Murray pounded his fist on the table for the Paris Johnson Jr. pick, and they, they gave it to him. The Cardinals are all in on Kyler. And then we read a statistic that stated 24 years ago, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Joey Porter and the Arizona Cardinals selected Paris Johnson. And 24 years later, they selected their kids. So the question now becomes, was it really because Kyler Murray was pounding his fist on the table for Paris Johnson Jr.? Or is it because the Cardinals have an affinity for the Johnson family 
because they drafted Paris, and now his son is there, and they think he could be just as good. We'll take him too. The Cardinals have two first-round picks next year. And according to what we've done today and all this week, those are going to be like picks one and four at the most, maybe one and three. Could even be one and two. So if you're there at number one, you're not the Chicago Bears with a promising young quarterback. I think it's safe to say at this point Kyler Murray is a failed experiment. I think it's safe to say you got him DeAndre Hopkins, that didn't work. Your running game has not been very good. Yeah, James Conner had a good season, but you don't have a Christian McCaffrey. You don't have a wide receiver room that is stellar and spectacular. You've got a promising young tight end in Trey McBride and a defense that lost a lot of its pass rush during this last offseason. And you really are not guaranteed to have replaced any of that. So, I think it's very likely that when you look down the barrel at the Arizona Cardinals or the Los Angeles Rams, who we're going to talk about next, spoiler, you're looking at the Caleb Williams winner, sweepstakes, the winner of that, you know, that competition. Um, You know, I think I heard a guy on a podcast say that the hashtag is collapse for Caleb. Okay, we can ride with that. Collapse for Caleb. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, you've already done this before. You drafted Josh Rosen, number 10 overall, and Josh Rosen said everybody in front of me made a mistake. And literally the very next year, with the number one pick, you took Kyler Murray. And Murray's been decent at best. There was a clause in his contract when he signed the massive extension that he's still in the middle of dealing with here that stated that he had to study the playbook. There was a study clause. And when that was released by, I think, Adam Schefter and the other, you know, leakers in the NFL, all of a sudden, that clause was amended and removed. And they said, no, that, that's, we have all the faith in Kyler Murray. We have all the faith in Kyler Murray. Right, yeah, okay, sure. The Cardinals are going to go 1-16. 0-11 versus winning teams and 1-5 versus losing teams. Well, let's talk about the next team, which is the L.A. Rams. I lost the audio from this, but Monica and I had debated, what's the best way to build a roster? Is it through the draft? Or is it, you know, by trading away draft picks and signing free agents and going all in? When was the last time the Broncos made the playoffs? When was the last time, you know, any team that went all in was truly a perennial contender like that? If you watch the Kansas City Chiefs, they are doing a style of Patriot ball. They're not going after the guys that they know. that They let Frank Clark walk. We'll talk more about the Chiefs in just a little bit. But think about what they've done. And do you have any doubts in your mind that they're going to win their division and probably make another championship run? I don't. But the Rams... They're in shambles. 
They had no first and second round pick because of trades that they had made. Oh, no, they had a second round pick. Excuse me. They had no first round pick from the Jared Goff trade. And they don't have a good schedule either. Let's talk about what happens with the L.A. Rams if they started playing next week. They play in Seattle in week one, and they play at home against the Niners in week two. Then they're on the road for the Bengals, and they are on the road for the Colts. They're home for the Eagles, and that's their first five weeks, and they're all losses. I see Seattle, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Philly beating them. Now, you could make the argument that Aaron Donald could get the better of Anthony Richardson. But I just don't see that. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. So I have the Rams starting off 0-5. They then beat the Cardinals in Week 6 and promptly lose another handful of games. They lose to the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Packers, They go on a bye week, and they come back and lose to the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Browns, and the Ravens, all between week number 6 to 14 before they win another game. Now, I do have them winning two games in a row. I have them beating the Commanders and beating the Saints, but then losing to the Giants and losing to the 49ers, and the question becomes a team that just won the Super Bowl two years ago now is terrible. How'd it work trading all them picks? How'd it work? I just don't think the Los Angeles Rams are any way, shape, or form close to contending. They took Stetson Bennett in the fourth round. That tells you they think Matthew Stafford's days might be numbered, and that's such a shame. Matthew Stafford will go down in my book as one of the most abused quarterbacks in the NFL. The Lions took him and then basically never gave him any help. Well, he had Megatron. Yeah, do you remember what happened to Megatron? Megatron, in the prime of his career, retired. Just like Barry Sanders, same organization, by the way, and just simply said, I don't want to play for the Lions anymore. Wow. How things have changed today, where the Lions are looking like a very good playoff team, And the Rams are looking like a team that's on life support. 0-11 versus winning teams, 3-3 versus losing teams, and 0-7 versus playoff teams. Now here we go. I have the Seattle Seahawks finishing in second place. Um, And it's kind of interesting. The Seahawks are a confusing franchise right now. Many people were like, oh, they're going to be in on one of these quarterbacks at number five, and Will Levis was there. Hendon Hooker was there. They didn't take either one of them. That's understandable. Levis fell to the second round. Hooker fell to the third. Sure, don't overdraft a quarterback, but what is the plan? Because your team got better, and you don't have any backup quarterback that has a chance at becoming a starter behind Geno Smith. So that being said, your days are numbered currently, in my opinion. They do beat the Rams in Week 1, but they lose to the Lions in Week 2 and the Panthers in Week 3. 
they lose to the Giants in week four, so it doesn't look very good. But they go on a bye week, and I have them figuring some things out. They go on a win streak here. They win in week six against the Bengals, week seven against the Cardinals, week eight against the Browns, week nine against the Ravens, week 10 against the Commanders, and week 11 against the Rams. Oh, and by the way, they also beat the 49ers on Thursday Night Football, Thanksgiving night. This is a very likely scenario for them to beat the 49ers. They they have played them well over the years. But their schedule gets really brutal about this time because they play the 49ers, then they go to play the Cowboys, then they go to play the 49ers, then they go and play the Eagles, and I don't have them winning any of those three games. They lose to both the Cowboys, Niners, and the Eagles. All three. Not both. All three. But they come back and they get on a win streak here. I have them beating the Titans, beating the Steelers. We've never seemed to play very well in Seattle. And then beating the Cardinals to finish their season out at 11-6. and 11-6. and six. It's not terrible. They were four and five against winning teams and seven and one against losing teams, but they're two and four against playoff teams. That's what happened last year. They they really weren't ready to hang with a playoff team like the 49ers. It didn't go well. I don't think it'll go well again this year. But who knows? Maybe they get a quarterback next offseason. Maybe Geno Smith rides it out, and they somehow have the ability to draft a Kenny Pickett-type player who could be the answer. Jury's still out on Kenny Pickett. Jury's still very much out on Geno Smith. Was that a one-year wonder or a sign of what's to come? Which means the San Francisco 49ers are the number one team in this division. There is a lot to like about the 49ers. And let me be clear. I have been pounding the table for months now talking about Trey Lance will be the starter in training camp if he's healthy, and I think you have to give Trey Lance a a chance. The 49ers seem to be a team that are going to give Trey Lance another opportunity to pass or fail. And here's the brilliance in that. If it doesn't work out... You got Brock Purdy, who you know can play. If it doesn't work out, you have offensive playmakers that can be able to take care of Purdy. And there's an argument to be made. If Purdy didn't get hurt in that game against the Eagles, that they might have won that game and gone to another Super Bowl. That's not what happened, but it's a new season. And I have them winning every game in their first eight weeks before their bye week. They beat the Steelers, they beat the Rams, they beat the Giants, they beat the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals. And they go on a bye week and they have to fly all the way down to Jacksonville. That's not easy. And the Jaguars will be coming off a bye week as well. So I have the Jaguars edging the 49ers in that game, just barely edging them out. But they beat the Buccaneers... And they do lose to the Seahawks on Thursday night and Thanksgiving Day. I have them beating the Eagles in a rematch game. I think that's a very realistic possibility for them. I have them beating the Seahawks, the Cardinals, in week 14 and 15, weeks 14 and 15. But they do fall in a game against the Ravens on Monday Night Football. They beat the Commanders and they beat the Rams. 
to finish their season at 14 and 3. So you got two teams currently in the NFC at 14 and 3. They are 7 and 3 versus winning teams, perfect 7 and 0 against losing teams and 5 and 2 against playoff teams. Look out if you've got to play the San Francisco 49ers. AFC West. AFC West. The Las Vegas Raiders are my fourth team in this division. I don't know what they're doing. I'm not really sure if they know what they're doing. There's been some stuff with Devontae Adams recently that I'll have to pull up to talk about here because apparently Devontae Adams was angry at the uh, Raiders and said the following. The front office think this is the best bet for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. We don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. Here's how he finished this. I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that's the reality now. Yeah, when your best player on offense is talking like that, you trade away your your star tight end. You sign Jimmy G, which I'm not as upset about that signing as, as a lot of people might be, but you didn't get better. You didn't. So I don't have you doing too well. I have the Broncos and the Bills, the Steelers, and the Chargers beating them in weeks one through four. They beat the Packers on Monday Night Football at home, but they lose to the Patriots in week six. They come back and beat the Bears on the road. They get beaten by the Lions in week eight on Monday Night Football. By the way, can we? Can I say something real quick to you guys? A team like the Raiders, without truly improving their team in a, in a massive way, does not deserve more primetime games than a team like the Steelers or even a team like the Jaguars. Seriously. What are the schedule makers doing? Yeah, we want to watch the Raiders lose in primetime. That's exactly what we want to do. Come on, guys. I digress. And they're regressing in Las Vegas. So, I do have them beating the Giants and the Jets in back-to-back weeks, but losing to the Dolphins and the Chiefs before they go on their bye week. When they come back, their schedule is silly brutal. Like, really bad. But I have them kind of making it okay through it. They beat the Vikings and the Chargers. They lose to the Chiefs on Monday night, their third Monday night game of the year. Wow. My head hurts. This is so dumb. They beat the Colts, and they lose to the Broncos to go a primetime-worthy 7-10 and and 1-5 and in the division. Congrats, Raiders. Enjoy losing on primetime. Let's get out of here. We're going to the Broncos. They're the number three team because they got better, but not by much. Sorry, Monica. It's just the truth. I have them starting off 2-0. and beating the Raiders and the Commanders. Improvement from last year, looking better. I have them losing to the Dolphins, Bears, Jets, and Chiefs after that. Patrick Mahomes has never lost to the Broncos. Is there a more crazy stat than that? The only other stat that comes close in my mind 
was Big Ben's run against the Browns for so many years. And I think Brady had a similar run against the Bills for a very long time. Or the Jets, maybe all three of them. <laughs> you know, Brady ba- basically beat everybody um, cheating. But I have them losing to the Chiefs, and then they beat the Packers in Week 7, get swept by the Chiefs in Week 8. They go on a bye week, and they lose to the Bills and the Vikings in Weeks 10 and 11. And then I have them going on a, a good win streak here. They beat the Browns, the Texans, and the Chargers for three straight wins, only to lose to the Lions, the Patriots, and the Chargers before they finally beat the LA, LA the LV Raiders, probably in primetime because the Raiders get every primetime game, it seems. They beat them to also go 7-10, and 10, but 3-3 three and three in the division. So they go 1-8 and eight versus winning teams, 6-2 and two versus losing teams, and 1-8 and eight versus playoff teams. It's not bad, but certainly not good. And not good enough to really give a ton of confidence in Russell Wilson. L.A. Chargers. I could not believe it. Sitting in the hotel room, I don't even remember where I was. Let's see, it was January... Oh, I think I was in Valdosta, Georgia for their PTP Spark. And there was a playoff game between the Jaguars and the Chargers. And the Chargers were up a huge amount. And the Jaguars stormed back and beat them. And I remember texting somebody that night and said, they've got to fire their head coach now. Surely they're going to fire their head coach. They're going to fire him. They're probably going to go out and trade for Sean Payton because everybody knew Sean Payton was available. And this is this is the one. And Justin Herbert will finally get the help that he needs. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, they doubled down and kept him, but they hired a new offensive coordinator. But to my understanding, the coach likes to call plays, so that always works out great. Just ask any Pittsburgh defensive coordinator. You know, Mike Tomlin never interferes with that stuff. Guys, I'm mad, and I don't even really know why. This is getting to me. The Chargers organization is a dumpster fire for this. I don't get it. You drafted a generational talent at quarterback. You have a good defense. You've got a great offense. But Austin Eckler wants out, and you can't fire your head coach after he gives up one of the largest playoff deficits in history to a team that was barely above 500? Congrats. You played poorly. You've got a pretty tough schedule. And your record's going to show that. Now, lest you think I've got the Chargers missing the playoffs, they do make it. They do make it. Barely. Week one, they beat the Dolphins at home. They beat the Titans on the road. They lose to the Vikings in week three and they beat the Raiders in Week 4. Coming out of their bye week in Week 5, they lose to the Cowboys and the Chiefs in Week week 6 and 7. They beat the Bears, but lose to the Jets in Week 8 and 9. I do have them beating the uh, the Lions on Sunday. Uh, I think that might be a Sunday night football game, basically because uh, it's in L.A., if that game were in Detroit, I would have the Detroit Lions winning it. But flying all the way out to L.A., that you know, it's not an easy place to play. I have them beating the Packers, 
and the Ravens and the Patriots, but losing to the Broncos and the Raiders in weeks 14 and 15. By the way, that Raiders game, you know when it is? Prime time. Lovely. I need a vacation. I have them beating the Bills on uh, week 16, beating the Broncos in week 17, and being swept by the Chiefs in week 18. They go 10-7. and seven. They're the seventh seed in the playoffs. They go 4-5 and five against winning teams, 6-2 and two against losing teams, and 3-5 and five against playoff teams. And hopefully a first-round exit where their head coach gets fired and never coaches again, even in the flag football realm. All right. The Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, let's be real. I looked at this schedule... And I forced myself to put losses in, in their you know win-loss column. I'm not a Chiefs fan. They're not my favorite team. But I can tell you this. Before Patrick Mahomes, I never sat in my easy chair with my iPad open watching another team play while the Steelers game was on. But Mahomes comes into the league... And just absolutely takes over. And so every Sunday, I have my iPad up if the Chiefs are playing the same time as the Steelers. And on commercial breaks, I'm looking at the Chiefs game. When the play hasn't been called yet and snapped the ball, I'm looking at the Chiefs game. Why? I just want to see what Mahomes is going to do next. He is by far and away the best quarterback I've seen in my time watching football. And I don't know that there's a ceiling on the greatness that they'll be able to achieve because Andy Reid and Mahomes, it's just like it's like breathing to them. And so I want to read some names to you before we move on to their record. Tredavious White, Tremaine Edmonds, Deion Dawkins, Zay Jones, and Siren Neal. You recognize those names? Ah, those are the names of the players that the Bills received in um, <laughs> when they traded their number 10 selection to the Chiefs for the right to select Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know Tredavious White is still in um, Buffalo. I know that. He's, he's great. Deion Dawkins is still currently in Buffalo. Um, everyone else? Mm, let's see. Siren Neal's still there. Okay, Siren Neal is, is still there. But he's not a bona fide starter by any means. Tremaine Edmonds wasn't a, a failed pick necessarily, but it wasn't a, a great pick because they let him leave him for agency. Zay Jones is in Jacksonville. I know they got Josh Allen the next year. I know they did, and I get it. Josh Allen is also great. But if you asked the Bills you know, front office, hey, if you had it to do over again, would you take Mahomes or would you still make the trade? If they're going to be honest with you, they would take Mahomes. I think if you gave every NFL franchise with a bona fide franchise quarterback the, the option 
to do like a fantasy draft and you just take the best player on the board, I think whoever had the number one pick would get phone calls from every team hoping for the right to select Patrick Mahomes. He's just dominant like that. And so the last team for today's episode before we do the playoffs tomorrow is the Kansas City Chiefs. Beating the Lions in Week 1, the Jaguars in Week 2, the Bears in Week 3, the Jets, Vikings, Broncos, Chargers, and Broncos again in Weeks 4 through uh, 8. And so I got down, I'm like, I can't can't make this team go 16-0. and There's got to be a couple of losses I can find in here. And so I looked at it and I thought, you know what, Tyreek Hill in Germany on Sunday, you know, Mahomes hasn't played overseas yet to my knowledge. I don't think he has at least because I've basically watched every game they've done if I've been able to watch them. And normally I don't get to watch the Germany games because they're too early in the morning and I've got to go to church. That's more important, you know. And so I just had a feeling I'm going to say the Dolphins beat the Chiefs overseas. So they're 8-1 and one going into their bye week. Andy Reid um, has a very good record. Uh, let's see here. Um, Andy Reid's record after a bye is twenty-seven and four. Yeah, um, that is that's an insane of a record, twenty-seven and four. So I have them beating the Eagles after a bye on Monday night, which is in Kansas City, by the way. I have them beating the Raiders, the Packers, and the Bills because they seem to have the Bills number. But a Monday night game in Foxborough. No, Tom Brady won't be playing, but I just have a sneaking suspicion that the Patriots could sneak away with a win there. I have the Chiefs coming back in Week 16 and beating the Raiders. But the Bengals beating the Chiefs. In Burrowhead, which is what they're calling it. And the Chiefs then beating the Chargers in Week 18 to go 14-3. and 8-2 and two against winning teams. 6-1 and one against losing teams. 8-1 and one versus playoff teams. Their only playoff loss comes against the Miami Dolphins. So, that rounds out. My prediction of every NFL team schedule if the game started next week. Tomorrow, we'll be back for the finale of our spring content. And Monica will be taking over after that, giving you other sports other than football. I'll be back in the fall. And if something major happens, I'll come back on and talk about it. Don't worry, this isn't a breakup. It's just to see you later. But I gotta go on vacation because I'm tired. So, other sports that I'm not as good at and I don't know much about need to be covered. Monica will have that on lock and some other guests I'm sure will pop up along the way. But until tomorrow, when we talk about who I have winning the Super Bowl in my way too early playoff prediction, take care. <laughs>